Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, Episode 23. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy Hostler, and I'm your host today, as always. Now, today, I hope you are prepared to be inspired, prepared to be motivated. In fact, go ahead and get your running shoes on right now while you're listening to this podcast, because by the time it's done, I know you're going to be ready to hit the road and get some exercise. I have as my guest today, Mr. Todd Whalen. Now, he's the owner of Absolute Training and Fitness in Irmo, South Carolina. I'm so excited because Todd has an amazing story of how he transformed his life from being a little overweight, a little out of shape, not exactly where he wanted to be, and going from that place to transforming himself and suddenly becoming the owner of a fitness business after his transformation. So he has completely embraced his new lifestyle and now out of it has come a brand new career. So we are so excited and be prepared to be motivated because I promise you, you won't be disappointed with what Todd's going to tell you about his story today. So welcome, Todd. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here today. Well, I have given just enough information to probably make people tired already <laughs> but but I wanted to um start by you telling us a little bit about kind of where you came from and how this whole journey started and then you know anything personally or professionally that you think we need to know about you to just to kind of get to know you as a person Absolutely um let me first start off by saying you know back, back in high school I was uh, quite the athlete and ah. um went to college and um, as as many other people do, discovered my freedom and uh, soon discovered <laughs> that uh, upon graduation, I had uh, I put on an extra 90 pounds from when I got to college. Um, wow. All comes with portion control and, you know, trying some things you, you hadn't tried before in your diet plan mm-hmm. or things that shouldn't <laughs> even be there. Um, but but as, as I graduated from there, I went to work for a lot of different companies in, in a management type capacity. So a lot of it was a desk job. Some of it was mm-hmm. moving around, but none of it really conducive to exercise by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next probably, I would say, three to five years, um, changed a couple career paths, but still maintained the management type of style. The weight never changed. The weight stayed right uh-huh. up there, um, just maintained the same lifestyle I'd been maintaining, and it really wasn't going anywhere. You know, they always say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting yes. different results, but... Yes. You never really, never really know it until you see it for yourself. Um, but eventually, um, my wife and I um, had children, and uh, I got to the point in my career after you know hearing different business strategies and things that really just frustrated me when it came to to customer service, which is what we preach all along. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to give up that corporate world and, and stay home with the kids um, for just a couple of years, and. Um, found myself during that time uh, is when she she kind of led me down the right path and said, you know, I'm, I'm going to run my first uh, 5K in a while, and why don't, you, why don't you join me? And next thing I know, I was running 100 yards and then 110 mm-hmm. yards and then to the end of the street <laughs> and then around the corner, and, and every day I got to be a little bit more, and, and things started to change. You know, weight started to come off. I started to think, mm-hmm. 
a little bit healthier. Hey, you know, in high school I was this great athlete. What happened? Um, yeah. And as time went on, I we started working out at the local YMCA, and I decided since I spent so much time there, I might as well get a small part-time job there in the evening and kind of save on our membership costs and let us access mm-hmm. the pool whenever we wanted. And next thing you know, uh, I became a personal trainer, and people started to get inspired because they saw when I first started at the Y, I was still, you know, 200 pounds plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep in mind, that, to put it in perspective, I'm about 5'6". So oh, okay. five, six, 200 pounds is uh, a little round, little round person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, all said and done, um, I went from 225 to 230 pounds at my max down to about 160 pounds. And oh, wow. just last January, I competed in my first Ironman triathlon. So... It can be done, and it just took a a lot of dedication and, you know, what can I do next mentality. Um, And now here we are, uh, 2014, and in February we opened our doors for absolute training and fitness, uh, hopefully to inspire people. Our whole concept is we're not a gym, we're a personal training studio. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you, you don't have the crowds to stare at you while you're working out. You don't have, yes. you, you know, if you got some weight issues you're concerned about, you don't, you're not under the microscope when you go. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just me, me and you deciding what our goal is, how we're going to get you there, uh, picking the best exercises for you, and uh, and we go from there. And we've, we've been having a lot of fun with it. The best motivation I can get is somebody, you know, after they've bought four, four training sessions with me and used four training sessions, they come back and they say, I've seen a difference and I need to keep going. Wow, and that's that's what keeps me alive and keeps me rolling uh-huh. with this. So, yeah, that is that is I think something that anyone that's ever struggled with their weight knows that getting started is the hardest part so many times. And so once you do finally take the steps to get started, you just want to keep that momentum going because you don't want to go back and have to redo what you just did all over again. So I can completely understand why people would come back and say, let me keep going. (laughs) What progress. So now at what point in your life did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Is that something you knew way earlier or just a realization lately? You know, and I think back in school that I took marketing classes and things like that, and I think that whole idea scared me. Um, but the mm-hmm. farther I got along, especially when, you know, I was uh, making some of those decisions through corporate banking and things like that, and some mm-hmm. of their decision-making just totally led me the wrong way. And that's, uh-huh. I think, when I first heard, you know, well, we, we do this fee for the customer because we need to make more money. When that came out, <laughs> that... Uh-huh steered me the other direction and I said, you know what? One day I'm going to own a business where it's not all about how mm. can I rip this person off? How can I how can yeah. I make that next dollar? It's going to be about how can I make this person better? And so I right. think, you know, it's probably 2005 or six when I decided, hey, I'm leaning a different way. Um, but, I, but I hung on tight for the next couple of years and then that was it. So probably yeah, I was you know, 2007 or 8 I was done. Yeah, it's it's hard whenever you you have that kind of corporate type job and you know they make it cushy enough. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not so cushy that no one will ever leave, but they make it comfortable enough for you that it's hard to just walk away from the security of the regular paychecks and even if you don't 
always agree with the policies and it, you might might even not feel like you're doing that valuable of a service to, you know, the society at large. For some reason, it's just hard to break free of that whenever you've got nothing but risk on the other side of it. So I completely understand that. Now, you mentioned that you were had been a little bit maybe scared of thinking about being in business for yourself, but have you have you isolated kind of what your biggest fear was about doing that? I, I did. You know, it was uh, it was all about the what are you going to pay out versus what you, what you're bringing in, and how are you going to mm-hmm. bring that business to you? Um, mm-hmm. And I think we went about that the right way. We um, we started off in October, and I really I really had this idea of helping people down the road to fitness. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I've been working with the local YMCA and, and training people through there, but I really wanted to branch out a little bit. So I actually went to the school where my children go to school and approached the principal and asked if the teachers would like a group exercise class after school. Oh, and she wow. Kind of kind of funny and said, well, that's an interesting concept. I said, you know what, we'll, we'll make it reasonable for, for teachers. We'll mm-hmm. hold it two, t- two times a week. Mm-hmm. So eight classes a month and, you know, 20 or $25 for the month. Uh-huh. And I'll just, I'll bring some equipment with me and we can work out for 30 or 45 minutes. And I've had, I've had classes of eight to 10 over there and I've had classes of just two. But mm-hmm. if I make the appearance, they're ready to work. Wow. And so the operation was actually run out of our garage and out of our home. And through that and through the YMCA connections, I actually picked up a client to come to my house to you know, lift weights and work on the treadmill mm-hmm. and different things like that. So it started to develop into something we never thought it would. We just thought it would be a a, a neat thing to do during school. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so right from wow. the get go, it it took that that money piece, that paying the rent, um, out of the picture. And well, so and it sounds like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. And I think it was a big confidence builder for us that hey, you know what, we can go out and find where this business would come from. We can find our clients, and it, it, it and made a lot I, of sense. And I was going to say, I think, you know, easing into it like you did, you know, you didn't drop everything and say, okay, this business has got to support my full-time in, or replace my full-time income in two weeks, <laughs> you know. But right. whenever you, you did what you did, you stepped out and you, you started with that small action, and the, the small action led to some bigger things, and before you know it, either takes you down the journey you always wanted it to or takes you on a completely different journey that you didn't even know was out there. And I think that's important for entrepreneurs to to realize that, you know, even if you you are starting at the place where you don't have to replace your income in two weeks. In fact, if you have that kind of pressure, um, you might be not making the right decisions and, and doing things in a way that is going to provide long-term value anyway. <laughs> so you Absolutely. probably want to rethink that. But, I mean, to to go with it, with the idea of we want to provide the value and we want to provide a service to people that either need the service, need to be educated about why they need the service, or else just need the accountability and motivation. I mean, there's so many factors that go into what you're doing. You know, the emotional, it's kind of like your part counselor, part accountability partner, part trainer, part, you know, part everything that you have to be to your clients. So it, it really does cover a lot of ground. Absolutely. Have you had any kind of a business coach or mentor or anything like that that you've used over the years? There has, you know, you know my my biggest coach and cheerleader 
per se would be my wife at this point. We're, we're in this mm-hmm. together. Um, mm-hmm. She's a hundred percent invested in this too. Um, mm-hmm. But I did before we even, as we were looking for a building and getting really excited about opening a storefront, we we found a um, a personal trainer through the YMCA. She, she doesn't work for the YMCA, but she used to have her own studio in our area. And mm-hmm. you know, I, she was one that I could really pick her brain, um, bend her ear, just throw some information at her and say, hey, am I doing this the right way? Uh-huh. And, you know, she's actually looked at some of the brochures we put together. You know, your pricing looks good. Here's what I would mm-hmm. offer, too. And we've incorporated a lot of her ideas, and it's been very wow. successful for us. Well, and that's great that somebody that, you know, could potentially see you as a competitor instead sees you as someone to collaborate with and yes. give, you know, give advice. Because, you know, I think the one thing about it is, um, and I, I've been exposed to a lot of people in the fitness industry just from my own personal journeys, and so many of them, you know, they really don't care what gym you go to. They don't really care, you know, if you uh, use a different personal trainer than they do. They just more or less want you in the habit of going to the gym and want you in the habit of incorporating exercise into your life or, you know, regulating your diet and that sort of thing. And they might say, you know, I might not be the trainer for everyone, but find whoever that person is for you and go, you know. So I think that's, that's a great thing in the fitness industry when you see that rather than people just... Um, you know, wanting to do the let, let's get you on as many supplements as we can <laughs> and let's sell yeah. you more product and all that. It's a different different kind of mentality when you're looking with for the value proposition. Absolutely. Now, we had talked a little bit about your transformation. And can you tell us a little bit before you actually had your your, your wife approach you, you know, about trying to run with her on the 5K, had you felt like – you were dissatisfied with where you were? I mean, was that something that was kind of pervading thought or you didn't give it much thought? You know, at at, at that point I think I I was satisfied. This is what this is the way it's going. This is mm-hmm. this is the way I feel and, you know, I'm gonna be out of breath when I climb the stairs and, and all that type of stuff just kinda this is who I am. Mhm. But as I kind of processed the, the challenge she set forth and, and started running a little bit here and a little bit there, I started noticing almost instant changes. Mm-hmm. And and you look back now, I mean, it's the hindsight thing. You look back now and you're like, why did I ever let it get that bad? Yeah. Um, you know, um, why did <laughs> why in college did I not keep up with some kind of training? Um, right. Why afterwards did I just sit behind the desk, come home, and sit back on the couch, kind of thing? Right. Yeah. I mean, you're tired, it's, but when you stop making time for yourself and you just make time for the company you work for, and then time for TV, it's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Once you get back on a plan to get out of it, is actually when you start noticing the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you, that's whenever you probably have that moment where you're actually appalled at yourself and you think, yeah. oh, my gosh, I really can, did not realize I had descended this far <laughs> down yeah, the whole famed, being out of shape, you know. It's that famed aha moment they talk about. You're like, huh, I am in, I am, you know, in, in pretty rough shape, but now I'm feeling better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely. Now, let me ask you this. Had your, The whole time you had been married and everything, had your wife been pretty healthy or was that something that she had started new in her yeah. life? 
you know what? She had uh, she'd go out for jogs now and then and stay stay pretty active. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you, we did hiking and things like that, but nothing really to get your heart rate up, get, burn the burn the type of calories we needed to be burning. Um, gotcha. But she stayed pretty healthy throughout the whole thing. And she and had she no was, idea what she was trying. What she was she was wasn't trying to accomplish anything in particular with you when she just said, "Come run the five k with me." Oh no, she no just. Uh, <laughs> Just kind of a little challenge, you know, instead of sitting on the sidelines this time, why don't you run with me? And I said, you know uh-huh. what? I'll do it. And it's okay. uh, the life-changing switch right there. Wow. She probably has no idea. You know, she probably couldn't even imagine that, that that one act would have been the catalyst for everything else. So. Right, right. And, and as now, many times as I bring it up to her that I give her credit for that, she she backs away and says, no, you know what? You could have said no. Well, didn't. that's true, and and you yeah. know what? The fact is that every bit after that, I mean, she planted the seed, but every bit after that, you did the work for it, you know, and that's yeah. something that no one else can do for you. So, Now, you are in a position where you get to help people transform their lives and make um, – you know, it is kind of funny, though, because don't you find that when people transform their physical body that many times – other things follow. It transforms their relationships. It transforms their career. It transforms a lot of other things besides just their health and fitness in a, in isolation. It absolutely does. It changes their their whole outlook. It changes um, their appearance. They they're smiling all the time, um, ah, and they don't they true. don't they don't even realize it. But they'll walk in smiling to see you. The first couple times they come in, they're scared. They're they're frowning. Mm-hmm. They're you know, what are we going to do today? This is going to be awful. And then they come in the next few, and they're just, they're all, what do you have today? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Show me something yeah. Show me something new. They get excited to be there. Um, and that's that's the biggest part that I enjoy is, is watching yeah. their entire life change around. Um, you know, because it, it, what's one of the most underutilized stress relievers is exercise. That, the, that is true, yep. People exercise, they come in, they're just happier to be there. It's true, and I, you know what? As hard as it is to do, and as many times as you get home from work and you say, I'm too tired to do anything, if you go out and do it, for some reason, all those endorphins and everything kick in, and you get done, and you say, oh, not as tired as I was before, which makes absolutely no sense, you know, right. but it works that way. <laughs> right, and, you, and you're so glad you did it. Yes, exactly. You dread, exactly. You dread it. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. If you give yourself five minutes, after five minutes, if you still don't want to do it, go back home. For God's sake, go back home and sit on the couch. But if you, after those five minutes, you're like, I'm feeling better, keep mm-hmm. going. That's good. That's probably a good challenge to, you know, for the days you don't feel like exercising. Say, you know what, you don't have to exercise. All you got to do is do five minutes and see yep. where you are then. So that, that's a, definitely a good thing to remember. Now, what kind of advice to, do you find yourself giving to people that, want to transform their lives or actually need to transform their lives and maybe maybe they don't even know um you know sometimes people don't even know where to start you know they're they're just generally unhappy in life they're unhappy with their job they're unhappy with their the amount of money they make they're unhappy with their the way they feel with the way they look they're unhappy with their spouse all these things and you don't ever really think that it can start with you sometimes. So what right. advice do you give those people that really need that transformation? Well, there's there's a couple different things. Number one, I tell them, change it. 
If you're unhappy with it, change it. There's there's mm-hmm. some other way you can go with whatever you're unhappy about. If it's, you know, if it's your, your life at home, let's make the change. Let's adjust it. Let's fix it. It's not not trash. It's just broken. So we need to mm-hmm. fix it. Um, mm-hmm. Same with your eating habits. Same with exercise. Same with all kinds of things. But I also, one of the most important things I tell them when we sit down the first time or we talk on the phone is what are your goals? Mm-hmm. And if if, you know... 90% of the people will say, well, I need to exercise. No, 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 no. That's the way to get <laughs> to your goal. That's not a goal. Well, yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the way to get to your goal. What is your goal? Do you want to run a 5K? Do you want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? You know, what? what is going to motivate you? Where do we need to be? And it gets a lot of people thinking, you know, yeah. I need to be I need to be 25 pounds lighter. Well, mm-hmm. I understand that, and that's that's a good goal. Now let's figure out the pathway to get there. And right. so once you've convinced someone that, you know, they say, well, I'm, I really need to exercise more. Okay, do it. Let's exercise more. And then they're like, wait a minute. I guess I'm in this now. Okay. Then you come up with a goal. <laughs> and once you've come up with a goal, then you can come up with the plan to get to the goal. And then they start to get excited and they start to see that, hey, you know what? I might be able to get where I need to be. Uh-huh. It's just so many of them walk in the door completely lost. Right. Um, you know, they, I don't, I don't set foot in the gym. I don't like it. It's intimidating. It I don't is, want to yeah. walk my neighborhood because it's lonely and it gets dark. And yeah, <laughs> well, you get lots of excuses. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, though, I think so many. Excuse me. I think so many people get in that. It's not even an analysis paralysis type mode, but it's it's. They need to change so much, and it's so overwhelming, and yet at the same time, it's like because they can't do it all at one time and make all those changes, they don't make any change. And I know for me, if I'm trying to accomplish something, all I really need to do is say I need to have done one thing toward this before I lay my head down on the pillow at night. And if I can't say I've done one thing, I mean, even even starting this podcast, you know, I there's plenty of excuses not to do something. But you know what? If I lay my head down at night and I haven't done something towards it, then I've gone backwards. And it's the same thing with exercise or any other thing people are trying to change. Take action. And it might not be perfect action. It might not be all-encompassing action where it's going to fix every single problem. But, you know, if you take one small action today, then tomorrow you can, just like you said, you ran to the street corner, and then you turned the corner, and then you went to the next light post or the next street. It's it's building on those small actions. And before you know it, you've added a whole line of successes to your portfolio of, you know, excuses essentially. So I think that's definitely hard for people to, um, and not even that, but you know, it's mind, it's, it's a mind thing. We can talk ourselves out of so many things just because we give ourselves the opportunity to say no to something, you know, or we, we, you let yourself off the hook. You're right. You can completely talk yourself out of anything. (laughs) <laughs> so true. It is. And that's when you know you have to get to the point where you say, I've got to do this and there's not an option. So even all that, the minute your mind starts all that crazy negative talk, it's not an option. You've just got to do it. And that's that's where I think the five minutes of exercise is good because, if you know, do five minutes. And once you've done five minutes, if you're not great with it, go back and sit down. If you are, yeah, go, keep going. Go back home. You know? 
Right. Love that right. advice, definitely. Now, Todd, we don't like to focus a lot on the negative, um, but we also know that there are things that can be learned by the failures that you have as either business people or even just in life. And so are there any failures that you've had that you could share with us and what you did to kind of get things back on track after that that maybe someone else could learn something from? You know, we're so, we're so new at having the uh, the storefront open that mm-hmm. um, there hasn't been any huge uh, epic things that have uh, you know that we would report in the logs as oh my gosh we're not going to do that again. Uh-huh. Um, right. There there are there are things in there that you know we would we would research a little bit more. We we started with uh, it's it's a uh, a personal training studio. However, mm-hmm. we do have space in the back where we offer a a boot camp style class. And mm-hmm. um, I think that when we first rolled that out, we said, you know, we'll do Monday and Wednesday night and Saturday morning. We we set the time for when the classes were going to be uh-huh. and then invited everybody to attend. Well, that, those time frames didn't work for a lot of people. So we wound up okay. standing there a lot of the time wondering, you know, where's everybody? What's going on? Is anybody coming to work yeah. out today? Um, we've learned from that. We we put a poll out on our website and said, you know, what days and times work best for you, and and it's worked okay. to our advantage. It's really what what the people want. We're, okay. we're going to make it convenient for you to exercise, mm-hmm. and so I think that's a, that was a learning curve we hit. We oh sure yeah, kinda, but what a great the, thing. Yeah, we put the cart before the horse, and and now we're riding riding like we should. So it's okay. It's just a nice well, that, learning that, tool we had. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, I think just even the realization that, oh, gosh, we set these times and we didn't even get any input, you know, changes the way you handle that from here on out. Because you'll probably never just set something like that up again without taking the time to do the poll or see what, you know, what consumer demand. Now, Todd, one thing I wanted to ask you, you had started your business um, about six months ago in your home. Mm -hmm. And what... From getting to the point where you started your business in the home to where you actually stepped out and got a storefront, what what did you look at to try to know whether or not you were ready to do that, or what made you say now is the time? Well, I started with the the teachers at the school, like I mentioned before, and I had one client in the garage. And as we got going with that one client, I wanted more equipment. I wanted to challenge him to the next level. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, you know, even if I go buy this equipment, my space is very limited. I've, I've got I've got you in half of my garage, basically. Uh-huh. Um, he had mentioned that uh, he had a friend who wanted to, to start working out and really didn't want to go to a gym. And then I think the real kicker was he mentioned that his mother may be interested. And I'm not, I said, I'm not working your mother out in my garage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everybody starts somewhere, but you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, not going to go that route. And, and I think we just, I was driving around town and noticed two or three buildings on the side of the road and the wheel started spinning. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what can I do with this space? Mm-hmm. Can I can I set up something that's functional? Um, that's not going to, you know, blow the budget um, mm-hmm. with just two or three clients, and well, found found about two or three different spaces that I really was interested in, and, and price wise they were all pretty comparable. 
Mm-hmm. Set up, they were all pretty comparable. It was just a matter of finding that one space and someone who was willing to work with us and understand that we were just starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, brand new business owners, a little bit worried about what the future might hold, and uh, we found one company that was willing to to bend and twist a little bit on their fees and, and things like mm-hmm. that. And the next thing you know, when we opened the doors and you know did our little introduction of ourselves out on social media, we mm-hmm. had uh, three clients walk in the door within the first two weeks and say, hey, I need to train with you. And wow. so the stress level went <laughs> went way up. The excitement level went way up. The stress level started to go down. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I can imagine that. But that it would probably change, freak you out, yeah. It, yeah, a little bit. It was happening very fast. But we, I think, talking to that one client that we had and the teachers that I was um, instructing in, in our group fitness classes really got me excited about the possibility of having a storefront. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that, that excitement about the possibility turned into, I've got to have one for some reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, well... You know, I think I think for what you do, I mean, to me, I just see so many people that have a need for exactly what you offer. It's the alternative to the the cattle call kind of gym experience, mm-hmm. you know, where let's get on your auto debit, um, you know, monthly fee, and here's your little thing, and you swipe it every time you come in. But you know what? If you don't come in in two months, nobody's calling you saying, hey, if, are you meeting your fitness goals apart from right. coming to the gym, or what are you doing, you know? Right. And so I think what you provide is not just a physical space, but, you know, the service piece of holding people accountable and I mean it's like you want them to come in every single time and work out because that means they're working toward their goals. I mean you don't you don't feel great about somebody paying for sessions and never using them, I would imagine. I mean I would imagine right. that would be the ultimate failure as far as your business model. So yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's just a, a good thing to see how it just you once you put out and kind of validated the idea by talking to people that were already using your service, you kind of got to a point where you you knew that it could happen or it was at least within the realm of possibility. And I think um, validating that is always a good thing before you just go out and take, you know, take on extra overhead because it does change. It changes your business model whenever you do that. Yes, it does. It does. So as you opened your storefront and introduced yourself to the community and, uh, you know, had people start coming and that sort of thing, were there resources within the community that you found especially helpful either as you were trying to get your doors open or once you got your doors open, anything that was helping you maybe get the word out about your business or anything like that? We, um, yeah, we, we trusted a lot to, uh, to social media, um, creating a page for the business and, and really, okay. um, jumping out there with that. But, you know, that's, that's secondary to all of the, the friends and the acquaintances and the, the prospective clients that you already, we already had out there, um, mm-hmm. that, that know me th- through either the YMCA or mm-hmm. know me through the, through the kids' school. Or, or like Tori said, everywhere she goes, I'm there doing something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Making her feel she, bad, right? <laughs> she, yeah. For, she used to live, we used to live on the same street together, and we see each other very sporadically. And then mm-hmm. since I moved to a different street, she sees me all the time. Um, yeah. That's, that's and, and, you know, it's 
sometimes I'm going for a jog down the street and, and five or ten cars will honk because they recognize me. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really making the the appearance and, and you know, remembering names and knowing the people that you've, you've passed along the way, your different jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been where the majority of our referral business has come from. Okay, um, so you're getting a lot of word of mouth. Um, a lot of word of mouth. Word of mouth has been very good for us. Um, I like to see, I, I still instruct some classes at the YMCA, and, and a lot of those people are coming to my classes on Saturdays and bringing friends with them. And once okay. the introduction is there, those people are asking about personal training. So it's all about the right. referral. Wow. Well, you know, the interesting thing is that I think, too, we get to a point where we get, (laughs) you get to a certain age in life and you realize there's going to be a cost associated no matter what you do. You can either spend the money on medication and doctor's visits, or you can spend the money on preventive maintenance and getting healthy and staying healthy. So many people, I think, are coming to that realization and saying, you know what, I'd rather just feel better and stay healthy than to go down the other road. And so I know that what you're doing is something that there's there's going to continue to be a huge market for um, because it's even though many times you might know in your head really how to get in shape or how to lose weight, knowing it in your head and actually doing it and making it happen are two completely different things. And so um, not everyone has that that intrinsic motivation like you had to just say I'm going to make a transformation and go with it. So we, you probably get referrals, word of mouth referrals from people that would never even consider a traditional gym. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, and they and they refer their friends who would never consider it. And mm-hmm. you know, it kind of it rolls from there. And it's, it's, it's interesting to just hear some of their, their gym experiences they've had before. Oh, yeah, the horror stories, right? Oh, yes. Or if they've never gone and they never have the desire to go. And they said, you know, there's nowhere for for me because I'm not going to a place like that. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, As far as opening your business and that sort of thing, and I know you mentioned you're using um, social media some, is there any particular marketing strategy that you're using right now that would really, you would consider be working well for you? Um, I don't know that I'd consider it real marketing strategy. We're we're really trying to um we're trying to explode our name out there. Um mm-hmm. and I we you know, we've we designed T shirts and ordered ourselves T shirts and every time someone either signs up for personal training or attends one of our classes, we give them the T shirt. Oh would, yeah. I would love for them to wear that T shirt anywhere they can. Mm-hmm. Um we've got water bottles, you know, all those little giveaways they go right. away. They go a long way. They'll, they'll take a stack Absolutely. of pens with them and, and, oops, I lost my pen somewhere, but now somebody uh-huh. else has my pen, which is perfect. Yes, um, absolutely. We've um, we've done a lot with um, volunteering at the school. Um, mm-hmm. I think the more they see my face and, and mm-hmm. you know, our, our family out there still exercising and different things like that, um, it's going to go a long way. Um, we actually had a the, the kids have a um, a fundraiser at the school where they do a fun run. And uh-huh. this, past, this past year, I I took some time off and you know rearranged some clients and showed up to the fun run in the Superman costume and ran with the kids and oh, had the greatest how time. Fun. But, you know the principals know I had created my own business and the teachers uh-huh. knew I created my own business. So 
it wasn't that Todd Whalen was out here running as Superman. It was that oh, absolute training and fitness is here to join the run, which yeah, was yeah. which was great for business. And All it completely the parents legitimized. I was going to say it probably legitimized their 5K and our fun run in a way that it would have never happened before. Absolutely, absolutely. It was it was fun, and and they've actually asked me to come back. I think I need. Uh, it's about time for a new Superman costume. That one was a little baggy <laughs> at this point, but. It's time to uh, to definitely do that next year, and, they, and they've actually approached me and said, you know, we need you to come for the week if you could, and just motivate the kids throughout the week to to raise oh, funds yeah. for the fun run and things like that. So it's wow. it's really been getting my face out there, and yeah. I think that's what it's all about. I've, I've done a couple career days at, at the school too, and mm-hmm. just presenting the story and what I what I do at the YMCA mm-hmm. or at Absolute Training and Fitness to get people motivated to do their own thing mm-hmm. and I'll bring some of the equipment for the kids to test out and the teachers are always sitting there behind the, the desk in in awe that mm-hmm. when I provide them the story of the 230 plus pound right. character who who dropped some weight <laughs> and found himself again and they're, they're just who was that oh that was me <laughs> yeah. and well, I bring some of know, the, the pictures in from our website and things like that and they're just really amazed mm-hmm. by, by the transformation well, as a society, I think for whatever reason, you know, after you get out of college and, you know, I know for me it was I played sports all in high school and college. And so even though I thought I was heavier than I wanted to be at the time, I now look look back and realize I was probably just about right. But you get to a point where you're not having to do a whole lot in order to stay in shape. Then you right. get out of college and the only thing that's changed is your activity level. You know, you're still eating all the junk and, you know, not really doing any great, you know, nutritional choices. But suddenly your body starts changing and it takes a while before you realize the impact of that or, you know, that you don't feel as good as you used to. So I know that it really doesn't matter where you tell that story. It is so relatable to all of us because I don't know very many people personally that are exactly uh, even better than they wanted, you know, they ever thought they would be at this point in their life. Most people are like, oh, I've got to get back on the wagon. i got to do this, got to do that. Very few people right. say, I am improving every single day, and I feel better and better every single day. It just yeah, doesn't it's, happen. It's, so. No, it's very hard to come by. Well, very and the hard thing to is come the, by. the thing of marketing or doing this um, almost like PR type, type things with the schools it's very interesting too though because it's you get to that secondary market of the parents eventually you know whenever you have a kid come home talking about what happened at school today or they now want to get in the fun run or what you know what I mean so so it's kind of like you know even though the kids are not going to be the ones that are going to be writing checks and signing up for sessions in some ways it's a lot more honorable to actually just go and do it for the sake of fitness and do it for the sake of getting, you know, people trying to get focused on being healthier and let everything else fall into place, you know, if you get referrals from it and that sort of thing. So I really admire that that angle on it instead of just, you know, here's coupons, you know, or here's a free training session or whatever, just, you know, being honest about it. So right. Um, for your business, Todd, um, I know it probably – it might have changed from the time you started um, in your home and now that you're out in the storefront, but what type of performance indicators or business metrics do you look at right now for your business, and why do you feel like those particular metrics are important for your business? 
Well, I think you know. Originally, we, you know, what do we what do we charge clients? How do we make ends yeah. meet? What what are we going to do? I I called several um, training studios out there, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's interesting. They're they're all across the board. They're really you've got the ones that are are the cheapest in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I hate to use the old adage, but it, you know you get what you pay for. Right, exactly. Um, and, and then you've got the ones that are completely overpriced, and mm-hmm. you look at them and you're going, "What? Why would you even? You know, I don't know how many clients you do have and how many lives you're changing, mm-hmm. or are you are you the big corporation that is out for the profit? Right. Um, so we we looked at it. You know, how do we compete and how do we compare? Mm-hmm. And we we settled somewhere in the happy middle, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I I explained to people um, what what I'm looking to do. I mm-hmm. don't I I'm not here to become a millionaire in a week and a half. I'm here <laughs> to to make changes in everybody's life, and you're gonna see changes in your life, and you're gonna tell your neighbor about this, mm-hmm. and your neighbor's gonna go I I gotta go to one of these sessions and see what it's about, mm-hmm. and so for us, did we inspire one person to inspire another? Is how uh, our our whole indicator is, um, you know, that's that's what we're looking at. Did we make somebody so excited to be to be fit and change their life that they've inspired someone else to either come see us or go see someone else? And if they come in and start to tell me stories about that, I get really motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, you can't get a better advertisement than seeing somebody that's made a drastic change and saying to them, what in the world have you been doing? And exactly. they they explain exactly what they've been doing. I mean, I, I think anybody would want to come see you after that because <laughs> if you can do it for them, their friend, you can do it for, for themselves, you know. So it just right. definitely right. You, that that is powerful when you see people that you're like, wow, I just wouldn't even recognize that person. So <laughs> kind of like your pictures. You know, people don't recognize you from one to the other because it's just it's a drastic change. So Yeah, they are. And we, we've dug out a, a couple of college graduation pictures and, and put out there that are just in in lack of a better term just horrible and uh, <laughs> when you look at those and you look at you look at me now or and you know last january when i ran my big race you, you look at those two pictures you're like that's not even possible that person is not yeah. the same person yeah um, it's it, me it, it's, absolutely. It's, it's just crazy it really is crazy <laughs> that you can do that to your body so that's that's awesome now we always talk about in hindsight being so valuable and hindsight being 2020 and so over the course of kind of this journey that you've had in this you know through the transformation to starting your own business is there a main overarching lesson that you would have learned that you can kind of share with our listeners you know i i think the biggest lesson i learned was um the fear going into it there mm. was there's really nothing nothing to fear nothing can hold you back mm-hmm. and if you put your mind into it and you, you put your heart into it it's it's going to be successful um, and if you do it the right way I mean those those stories and those decisions that were made through the corporations I used to work for I, I, I knew in my heart 
that wasn't the right way to maintain your client relationships, and that wasn't the way to build business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's that 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 one meeting I attended where they said, "Well, we're putting this fee on here to get more money." Sat in the back of my head for sticks for years. with you, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and um, and when I opened it up, the the fear of of building client relationships and and finding that you know enough income to make rent was really minimal. Um, mm-hmm. It really should not have been that big of a a curse sitting on me. I I, I you know if if I had thought about it earlier and said you know three years ago, let's do this. Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. If we, would, we would have been fine. And yeah. I think, I think you know, easing into it was the right step for us, but I did learn that to overcome the fears, you need to, you need to take that first step. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's the way it is with exercise. That's the way it is with business. That's the way it is with everything. Take that first step. Take the Absolutely. risk and see where it leads you. Um, like you said before, you know, it can lead you one direction or it can take you totally opposite way. You never know until you do it. You don't. And, you know, the the funny thing about it is the way we have to recognize that the way our minds work is that whatever small fear that we have or, or it, 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 your mind takes you automatically to the most catastrophic thing that could happen and oh you know you go from from not having a regular paycheck to oh we're going to be homeless or we're you know this that and the other but if you really look at the numbers you know and you really know what you're talking about whenever you're saying what is the worst the very worst thing that could happen here let's look at it realistically you know and it may mean that you have to you know sell an extra car or it may mean that you have a toy a boat or motorcycle or something like that that you've got to sell in order to make it happen but you know, it's that's not the worst thing in the world, you know. So it's just weird that our minds will throw those things into the most extreme position, and that is what we hold on to, as if it's the absolute truth. But it's not, you know. And you have to you have to push through that and put your mind in check and say, this is this is the reality of it. And can we take this risk? If we can, let's do it. And like you said, you know, think about if you had done it three years ago, where would you be now? You right. know, ev- yeah. everybody, most people, when they make those transformations and they, they start something new or they step out on their own and they take that risk, it's very rare that you ever hear them say, boy, that was a mistake. I never should have done that. I should have just stayed where I was. Most of the time they're saying, if I had only done it sooner. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just more fulfilling life whenever you live it, <laughs> you live it on those terms I think. So right. now Todd, you are a local business owner that kind of sees what's going on in your own community and one of the things that I like to provide for my listeners is um kind of a niche finder question because there might be people out there that are looking to start a business and you are in the Columbia South Carolina area, kind of the greater Columbia area with Irmo and um there are people that might be looking for a niche to start a business. And I wanted to give kind of these people that are looking to start, a, a throw them a bone, so to speak, and just find out what other business owners have, if they've identified any holes in the market. So in other words, are there any products or services that you would love to source locally for your business or even personally that you just can't find locally and that would be a great business for somebody to start. Mm, there are 
there are so many un unfound places, I guess you'd say, just like you're saying, mm-hmm. there's the hidden the hidden niches, and I until you until you really get into it, you don't you don't uncover a lot of them. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the special. There's specialty for my business anyway. There's, there's mm-hmm. specialty equipment out there. There's there's things, and the big box stores carry those things, but they mm-hmm. don't know what they are. They don't know what uh. they are. Um, so in order for me to acquire some of the more specific exercise equipment that I've been I've been looking for, I've really got to research it out on the internet and, and special order mm-hmm. it. Um, and even in designing. The, the space where we teach our classes, we were looking for, you know, simple things like big mirrors on the wall. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't get those locally. I couldn't I couldn't get those affordable locally, I should say. Wow. Um, so I had to order those out of somewhere in Texas and wait for a delivery. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a, I, I don't specifically know anything for outside of the exercise industry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at this yeah, moment, yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to, Meeting and greeting my neighbors up and down the street too, which is, mm-hmm. which is coming in nice. I've got um, studios and salons and things like that all the way up and down the street that I'm still getting to know. Um, but yeah, the the one the one thing I can tell you is the the big niche is people love to be paid special attention to. Um, ah, yes. That's that's what's that's what's worked the best for us. And that's you know when we were had this vision of opening it up, my wife came to me and said, "You know, you need to find your niche." That's exactly the word she said. You need to find mm-hmm. out what your specialty is going to be. You can't just say, "Hey, everybody, come work out with me." Um, right. Yeah. We're, we're going to have a great time. Come work out here. And and after giving it all kinds of thought, that's where I came up with the idea. I don't want a gym. I don't mm-hmm. want the door. I don't want the door open twenty four seven. I mm-hmm. want this person to make an appointment with me and come specifically to meet with me. And when we're done, we'll close and lock the door and they can go on home. Mm-hmm. And and that's where we've settled in. And, and I found that a lot of different ways. When I walk into, you know, my bank, if they don't call me by name, it's, it's I'm just another number. And I don't exactly. want to be another number anymore. Um, so that's one big thing that I would tell them is if they're going to, if they're going to open a business, no matter what it is, if it's a restaurant, if it's, uh, you know, a small lending institution, whatever it, whatever it might be, know your customers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think – I was just going to say that is so valuable for local businesses um, mm-hmm. simply because competing with those national chains, which you – I mean, that's part of your competition as well. Competing with the national chains, the big box stores, the online, you know, entities um, – that personal touch and that the ability to connect with your customers has been completely lost. And so every local business has that value proposition of the connectedness and the relationships that you can build. And I have heard other people say it doesn't matter what industry you're in, just do it better than anybody else and you will automatically have a you know have a, a target market that's going to find you, you know, because People want to be treated like that, so I think that's very, very valid. So, um, but it is—I guess—you don't realize until you start trying to find things um, locally what you are forced to go online for, or what you're forced to go out of the area for that you really don't even think about sometimes. So, it's good to hear your perspective and your experience on that. 
So for Absolute Training and Fitness, what is your next step right now? Well, you know, we've um, we've talked about um, additional trainers using our space. Okay. Um, uh, which is a possibility. You know, someone who's, who's a certified trainer who has a client that's approached them right mm-hmm. now, they may not they may not have a home gym set up at their house and they don't have anywhere mm-hmm. to take that client. Um, ah. The space is available. The equipment is in there. Um, it's uh, it's something that, you know, if they called me and said, hey, can you open it up for me for an hour? I've got a client I want to take over there. Absolutely. Let's work a deal. Mm, Let's yeah, definitely. So your client gets the same experience that my clients get. You're in mm-hmm. an enclosed space. They're not in a big big gym location. Um, we've also considered even adding additional trainers full-time on staff. Um, mm. And and I don't think we're we're to that point yet. It's a it's a future goal, and uh, mm-hmm. you know hopefully we've got a lot of time to to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not looking for, you know, four or five locations throughout the area. Or anything right. like that. I li- yeah. I like I like where I am, and it's very specific, very specialized, and um, people will come. Um, yeah. And that's what I like about it. I've got some people from a lot of different communities that travel over now. So if I don't think um, expansion into a, a chain type thing is anything we're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are we are open to sharing our space. We are opening mm-hmm. to build a a better boot camp mm-hmm. um, type of activity. Um, our Saturday classes are growing growing very well, but our our mm-hmm. evening classes um, are not to the level we want them at yet. And I think mm-hmm. once people realize, hey, I can I can drop my children off at the local studio for their, you know, their gymnastics or their, their dance lesson. And mm-hmm. I can go down here and, and work out for half an hour. And it, yeah. it's not gonna, and it's not going to hurt my child to leave them here. Once they Absolutely. realize that and they actually utilize their time better, I think um, we're going to hit a, a new level of, of fitness all around the community and, and really going to feel a lot better about ourselves as a business too. That, well, that definitely makes sense for for sure with that because it's so many times it's about time and being able to have it at a time where it's not taking you away from something else and where you're not sacrificing quality time with your children just to be you know selfish and go work out for yourself. So right. that definitely right. makes sense. Now, Todd, for the day to day running of your business, do you have a favorite tool, be it an internet resource or any software? or anything like that you, that you have found extremely helpful in the running of your business day-to-day? You know, um, and, and, and running the business actually is, is the easy piece of it. Um, you've got clients coming in, you train them, and you, you make sure that um, you've done it in a, a safe way. Um, so in in that day-to-day running of the actual training of the clients, mm-hmm. I love simple simple things like men's health magazine, women's health magazine, okay. um, pulling different workouts off the internet and kind of um, tweaking them to my clients. So for instance, I, I may have somebody who has an old shoulder injury or something like that. Ah, yeah. I can kind of know who those clients are and what their injuries might be and, and play with the exercise a little bit. Mm-hmm. My, my all-time favorite, though, when I don't have – when those clients have left for the day, mm-hmm. um, and they're, and I know they're not going to see me for two or three days. I uh-huh. will, um, I will 
take advantage of our our social media, our Facebook page, and things like that, and post okay. out there post out there a workout. And, okay. And throw it out there and say, hey, if you're just sitting at home on the couch watching TV, why don't you try this? And I'll get okay. comments comments back, and they say, I can't believe you caught me sitting on the couch watching TV. Ah, yeah. And, and I, I, I didn't. I'm just kind of keeping the information, you know, keeping it at the forefront of their mind. Right. Um, and and that's been fun. We we come home and we'll we'll play with that, and I'll I'll find something on oh a workout out on Pinterest or something that somebody's put there, and I'll just send it out there as a reminder. And and it yeah it just piques their interest again and keeps them at the forefront. And and it's been uh, it's been really fun to see them. I did your workout. I did it three times. Good. And they're challenging yeah. themselves to the next level. So yeah, that's what I mean. Feel like you've been successful. <laughs> yeah, just another so, resource we play with. Yes, exactly. I was going to say so. That's that's a way to keep people engaged, but at the same time to also try to inspire, inspire and motivate them because I know that that is a big that's a big part of what you do, you know, and what you have to do in order to keep people on the journey with you. So now um, one of the things that I like to do is you've, you've been completely open and generous with sharing your time with us as well as your experience and um, even tips and expertise that other people would not be able to um, share if they didn't have the experience that you've had. But I like to return the favor by giving you the opportunity to promote anything that you would like to about your business to our listeners. So um, what do our listeners need to know? Or, and we also include with that, tell them where they can find you on the web and how to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Um you know, I'll start off with the website. The website's um, www.absolutetrainingfitness.com. So we just okay. left, the and, left the and out of there. Um, gotcha. We do, we do a lot of different things. On the website, we um, show our current promotions. So if we're mm-hmm. running a special on our personal training or our boot camps or anything like that, we try to list that out there. And we, we stated before we do some different polls to find out what people are interested in and what we need to offer. Mm-hmm. Um but one thing we're we're trying to do recently is just get people excited by the fact. A lot of people get nervous when you mention the word boot camp or fitness class yeah. or things like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, being a smaller studio that we are, we can you know take groups of two, take groups of five, take um, you know your your department at your office as a motivational oh, yeah. tool, do different things like that, and. Our most recent one that we sent out there is uh, actually we started this last week because um, we said it was uh, 12 weeks to to summer. And oh, it was exactly yeah. 12 weeks till the <laughs> first day of summer from the first day of spring. So we said, you know, for these 12 weeks, let us help you get in better beach shape mm-hmm. by signing up for this program. And what it would include is uh, as many of the boot camp classes as you wanted to attend. It included your T-shirt and included nutritional uh, information and, and nutritional guidance, um, mm-hmm. a fitness assessment, which is you know finding out your starting body fat percentage. Where are you? Absolutely. Where do we go from here? The the road roadmap to the future, basically. Um, right. So that's something we are we're currently working on, trying to get people motivated to just just show up and give it a try. It's mm-hmm. a work at your own kind of work at your own pace type of class. Mm-hmm. Um, most people hear the word boot camp and they think of that guy in the the camo pants standing in front of them with the sure yeah, completely hardcore <laughs> yeah completely not my style completely you know I'll say <laughs> I'm I'm doing every single workout with them so uh-huh. I, honestly if I'm doing 
10 push-ups and you're doing 10 push-ups, I don't have the time to come over there and be right up in your face. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say we're doing 10. Here's how we're going to do them. And uh-huh. then everybody can kind of work at their own pace. It's been Excellent. it's been successful at other locations, and I've had a lot of fun with it. And a lot of people have followed me to the new location because they mm-hmm. know it's a great workout. Uh, right. So that's, that's one big thing we're promoting right now. Excellent. Well, I, what I will do is in our show notes, I uh, always will link up to your website and also your Facebook page. And is there any other place online you guys have a presence? Um, that, that's it at this point. We're just doing okay. Facebook and, uh, and our website. Sure, um, we'll do what works, yeah. <laughs> you don't absolutely. have to get involved in everything, you know. So. Yep. And if, if they find us on Facebook, too, we're, we do do those workouts about two to three times a week that we post out there. Uh, okay. And, and a lot of interesting little facts, you know, um, sometimes, well, actually today I posted out there because I saw someone eating some, some French fries from a particular restaurant, which we won't mention. Uh-huh. But I yeah. put out there one large French fry equals 524 burpees. Go. Oh, and, uh, the comments wow. that came back from that were insane. People were yes. people were threatening me that they were going to not eat French fries ever again, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Wow. But when you put it in those terms, though, <laughs> wow, it just gives a whole new weight to what we're putting in our mouths whenever you think it about does. it in terms of what it would take to get it off of you. So that's that's a great way. And the other part is whenever it's something shocking like that, it's, uh, it, it gets user engagement through the roof whenever you yeah. see um, you, our toes get stepped on, so to speak, <laughs> whenever that yeah. happens. So, <laughs> But I will link up in our show notes um, all the places that people can find you online and follow you and make sure that they're um, being able to connect with you um, if they have any desire to do that. So I will do that, and then I just wanted to thank you for spending time with us tonight and sharing your story and the inspiration and motivation that took you from – not so thrilled with your life to living the life that you always hoped you'd have right now. And I know it's been inspiring to me and not just me, to to other people that are listening as well. So you've been a pleasure to talk to, and I just thank you so much for the time you spent with us tonight. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Localist, I need your help. If you've appreciated this podcast today, I need you to go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, tell us what you think about the podcast. It is so important for us to expand our reach to be able to have those iTunes ratings and reviews. That way, other people can find us much easier whenever they're looking for things about local brick-and-mortar businesses. So go to iTunes, leave us a review, leave us a rating. You cannot imagine how important it is to us. You can find show notes to everything we discussed in this podcast on our website. So go there. It's www.brickandmortarreporter.com. You can see all the links to anything we discussed. And also you can leave us any comments or any questions that you have. It's the best way to get in touch with us. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.